Welcome to the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. It is our desire that you will be greatly encouraged as Pastor Dale Walker and others bring a fresh word from God directly to your heart. Be blessed. Amen. They aren't orphans anymore. I have seen that many times, um, seen it in real life, uh, but the video. And today I just heard that word afresh at the second service at the end where my wife said, and they aren't orphans anymore. And all of us need to receive afresh as our real identity. We aren't orphans anymore. We really are sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father, chosen by Him and Jesus to be just that. So let go of self-condemnation, and especially the devil's, because it isn't from God. If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can condemn us? Nobody. He chose us in the first place, knowing everything about us, every mistake we'll make, every success we'll have, he chose us. Lock into that. Lock into that as you listen to this so that you, you catch this message from the right perspective, his. Remember in the Garden of Eden, there was two trees. One, the tree of life. That was the one Adam and Eve could eat of. The other one, good and evil, condemnation and no condemnation. God said, don't eat of that. You don't need to. You're righteous. You're my son and daughter. But they ate of it. But now, since we have Jesus, who is the perfect tree of life, we come to him and eat of his words, we're washed, we're saved, we're renewed, we're transformed, and we're growing. Amen? Amen. We're growing. So I want to start out with that. This will be part two of the first from the second services message. I hope to expound more. I always try to do that if I have to speak a few messages, because usually what God gives me to speak and I'm sure Pastor Dale will attest to this. There's so much that you be that by the time you actually speak it, I have all kinds of notes and papers and so many scriptures. I mean, it would take more than a month of a full day conference to get through it. And then I have to come at the end of it all and say, okay, Lord, you gotta <clears throat> bring this down to bite size time because I have so much time to share it. So I'll try to be clear and concise, but I want to take the message further. In the book of Ephesians, um, it talks about growth. All of us are to grow. Ephesians chapter 4, and that's something you got to remember as believers. All of us need to provoke one another to love and good works, to going further than we are right now because the principle of life once we come to Christ and the principle of life in all of creation is everything must grow. 
Everything must grow. So in Christ, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, I'll start from the beginning. It says, rather, let our lives lovingly, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, let our lives lovingly express truth. In all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly. Enfolded in love, let us grow up in every way and in all things into him who is the head. The next verse talks about going on to maturity. I'll, I'll just read the second part. It says, when each part is working properly, grows to full maturity, building itself up in love. In another place, it talks about growing up into Christ until we have the faith perfectly of the Son of God, where we are in agreement with Him in every area of faith, and we say, yep, yep, that's, that's right, that's right, I agree, my life agrees. We're mature. All of us are to go on to maturity. If we're just coasting, you're not going forward, you're going backwards. Coasting, it, it opens the way to, to backsliding. Our Father is always saying, come on, and He pro provokes us to seeking Him more. So, in the book of Psalms, chapter 25, verse 14, it says, The secret of the Lord have they who fear Him, and He will show them His covenant and reveal to them its meaning. In John, chapter 5, verse 20, Jesus, talking to his disciples, says, The Father dearly loves the Son and shows him everything he's doing. In the book of John, chapter 15, verse 15, Jesus, speaking to his disciples, said, I don't call you servants anymore. You're not servants. You're friends. Watch this. Because I have told you everything my father has told me. Friendship has with it, it's in, innate with confidentiality. God shows us things because we walk in agreement with him. In the book of Amos, it says, can two walk together unless they be agreed? How can I walk together with God if I'm not in agreement with God? He doesn't need to come in agreement with me. I need to agree with him. Amen? Can we all say amen to that? I need to agree with him. So if my life is not in agreement with him, that's where I need to be changed. That's where I need to grow, or that's where I need to let go. Now, people have asked me many times, okay, this fear of the Lord message, well, how do you get more? How do you grow? And I'll tell you the same thing that the book of John bears out with the life of Jesus. It's more and more surrender. God's word says Jesus learned obedience or dependence through the things he suffered. And he grew so much in the fear of the Lord that even though at the garden where he finally said, no, if I go to this cross, I will not see you for one moment of my life. And that's not acceptable unless 
it's your will. Three times the Bible says he cried out in agony. Separation from you? No. But the book of Hebrews said God heard that prayer because Jesus feared. And look what happens with Jesus. He fulfills the will of the Father. He follows him. He grows in perfect unity with God in the fear of God to only do his will. He goes to a a merciless crucifixion on a cross, alone, cold, suffering, no friends, people mocking him, spitting at him. And he dies. And for the first time in history of mankind and the world, God shakes the gates of hell. He shakes the entire, nothing is going to hold my son there. And he raises him up. And where does he go? To the right hand of the Father. And now he has a name above all names. That forever, everyone in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth will confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. That's what the life that he had by the baptism of the Holy Spirit resulted in. In the book of Isaiah 11, verses 2 and 3, and and you're going to need to stop and go back over these messages and hover. If, If you're of the mindset, well, okay, I got a word, next. Got a word, next. These things will never fall deep enough in your heart Till they become a life message. But if we hear something from God, you got to stop, you got to pause and say, life message, hovering moment. Let me hear this a few times. That's what meditation is. Let me listen to it, stop, take notes, underline my Bible, add the other scriptures the Holy Spirit is giving. Let me grow in this thing because this needs to become a transforming message in my life. Now, this message is not only transformative for individuals, but for the entire church. If we believe. If we actually believe that our Father wants to give us the things, everything that we're reading in the Word of God. That it's actually his will for us to see the same kind of results that the apostles and disciples saw in their lives. Which was amazing. Read the book of Acts all over again. The spirit of the fear of the Lord is what Jesus delighted in. So how do I grow in this? I ask, but first I receive, or first I surrender afresh. Every new baptism in your life from the Spirit of God will be preceded with surrender. They'll say, well, this you don't need anymore. No, no, no. I know you think you you don't need it anymore. Let it go. We're going on further. We're going on into maturity. I want you to mature. I want you to grow up in Christ. Let it go. Follow me. I'll give you an example. My wife and I were believers before we went to Ukraine. She was a CPA. I was in the powerboat and motor yacht business. 
Uh, we lived in a closed gate community, golf course, all this kind of stuff. It's kind of a nice life. And we're believers. And we have ministry. And, and leaders are telling us, you don't need to go anywhere. You got ministry right here. Men like to listen to you. You have this testimony. Why go? You people in America need you. The only problem with that was Jesus was no longer laying his head down in the United States in our lives. <laughs> that was the only problem. Because we signed up as believers to do something. Follow Jesus wherever he goes. In the book of John 12, verse 26, Jesus said, if you want to be my disciples, if you want to be my servants, you got to be where I'm at. My servants must follow me continually and be where I'm at because you won't know what to do. If you're where I'm at, that's how miracles happen. They never happen by us. I just am in the right place at the right time, and Jesus is there, and he does some miracle, and I'm just amazed. It's just following. And the Father says in John 12, 26, or the Holy Spirit says, and anybody that follows me like this, anybody... So don't think you're disqualified. Anybody that follows me like that, the Father will honor. He raised Jesus up to his right hand. He gave him a name above every name. He gave the apostles, he, he inscribed their names on foundations of the walls of heaven. When they prayed, he answered. When they prayed, he shook rooms. When they prayed, fire fell from heaven. When they prayed, people got healed in mass. De demons were, de were sent out of people. The works of Satan were destroyed just like with Jesus. Now that's happening in our day to a certain level. But now our father is saying, if you want more, there is. To the church of Jesus Christ. And so I asked the Lord before I came here, Lord, send a confirmation that it's not just me hearing this message and I'm not just being zealous for something that nobody else is hearing and it's just me. So yesterday I was uh, <clears throat> looking for worship music and I came across something that you'll identify with, Pastor. It's a, a group, it's called Revere 24-7 Worship. Revere 24-7 Worship. And they said this a generation ago, and this guy was from your movement, the Jesus movement. A generation ago, we left formalism to embrace intimate, weighty encounters with God. He said, so now, and he prefaced this with surrender. Now, we're going to go into intimacy, intensity, and the fear of the Lord. I was like, yes. Thank you, Lord. And he said, we're going to cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. <clears throat> holy means set apart. And we, as his children, are holy. We are set apart. 
We are distinct in the world. We are the opposite, total opposite of darkness. We are light. And we are actually the light of the world because Christ lives in his people now more than any other generation that's ever lived. Christ is living in more hearts than ever. What does that mean? The potential for that is a glory much greater than the apostle saw. We have the whole revelation. We have the whole book. We have everything that God revealed to them. We know from John in the book of Revelation all the way up until the end of the world and the beginning of eternity forever with him. And he tells us what we're going to do. That's intimacy. That's confidentiality. That's trust in us, this generation. When we hear messages, you know how sometimes you hear a message and you go, boy, it sure sounds like he's talking to me. I wonder if he's talking to you. I wonder if that message is for me. Church, listen. Yes, I am talking to you. 100%. There's no escape from it. You're all here. You go, I'm talking to you and I'm talking to me. And the joy that I have in sharing this message, and this is what came to me too, because the pastor and I were sharing yesterday, how difficult it is to share a word from God until you finally deliver it and you're delivered of that. (gasps) Okay, thank you. Because it's so powerful, it grips you with almighty power that by the time you're done, you feel like you're just all wrinkled out. But the joy that I have in this message is, it's not over after this message. I get to go home, I get to hover over this message more, I get to linger at it a lot more by myself in private, I get to seek the Father's face about deeper revelation of this and actually live and walk in it and influence others everywhere I go. So there is this newfound joy in this message for the joy set before me. If I increase in this, others will get it too. So I'll just tell you boldly, you're going to hear this message again from others. It's going to come. They're going to speak it in different ways. They're going to have a different personality. They'll say, use different words, but it's going to come because our Father is setting up the church in our day to have this glory, a river of glory, actually flowing in the church like we've desired and dreamed of, We're going to see it so that every generation after that can say, like them, they did it right. We won't just look back to the book of Acts and say, well, they did it right. No generation after that has ever gotten it like them. And this is is invitation, not condemnation. This message is invitation. This message is to prepare us for things ahead so that we're not shaken. In the book of Psalms chapter uh, in the book of Psalms 112 verse 6 it says this, those that fear the Lord will never be moved forever. 
Whoa! Things that can be shaken and things that cannot be shaken. How powerful is this message then? I don't need to be a prepper. If I receive the word of the Lord, I am prepared. I have unlimited resources. And if you think that's hype, the book of Isaiah 33 says, and their bread shall be sure and their water will not run out and they will dwell in solid rock places and see the desire of their enemies come upon them. Now that's powerful. These are things that cannot be moved. God's word cannot be moved. It is forever established in heaven. If he spoke it and it went out, it's forever established in heaven. And the promises are for us as believers, yes and amen in Christ. He fulfilled it. He finished the work. And he is, he is now inviting us as the church of the living God to say, will you go a little farther? Will you go a little farther? Will you, will you just, you know, like I think it was Isaiah uh, told the king, hit the arrow down and so shall your enemies be destroyed. And he only hit it a couple times. He said, why didn't you do it many times? Your enemies would be completely destroyed. Now you'll just have it for a couple of seasons, a couple of generations. Sometimes as the church, we, we start to get weary right before we're going to hit the mother load. We're right at the edge of God actually pouring out something, and we go, ah, maybe he doesn't want to do it. But as we read the book of John, as we read the New Testament, we find that God is always willing to show himself strong on behalf of his people. He's never shy to do miracles, signs, and wonders. He wants the world to see his power and his glory. Why? So they'll get saved. In our day. Now, we could pass this off to the next generation, or we could say, it's this generation. It's my watch. We went to Ukraine because we saw the beauty of the Lord. We saw Jesus going there. People ask us so many times, Pastor, how, how did you know Ukraine? How did you know what city to go to? And how did you know what to do once you got there? How did you figure all these details out? And we always give them this simple, truthful answer. We said we sought God for a year until we were consumed with seeking his face. At the end of that year, he filled us with fire. And every other desire was burned out until there was just one. And it was like, oh, that one. That's, he's, he's going to Ukraine. I can see it. We're going. We're going to Ukraine. He gave us a prophecy. We would have children, 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 many times multiplied, and we had none. We go to Ukraine. He tells us to be a mother and father to orphans. And now we have more children than anybody we know. 
That's answered prayer. That's God foreseeing your future, directing you in it, and fulfilling it. And there were spies, mafia, tried to get the house that we first tried to buy, and, and they were serious. They were, you know, the guy that I was working with told me, Jim, uh, we have some people here and they know our names. They want to buy this house. You want to buy for orphans. He said, the only people that know your, your names are the mafia. I said, oh. <laughs> he said, do you really want this house? I said, yeah. He said, okay. I said, tell them it's for orphans. No. They offered us a lot of money to buy only the portion of the house that we had bought. And it was a big mansion that we were believing God for. <clears throat> they come back in a week. This time they have a better offer. And my friend that used to work with these guys that got saved and started working with us, he said, Jim, they're back again, better offer. Now, before you say anything, let me just tell you something. He said, their second offer is the last. Their tradition is, if you say no, to come back, lock you and the kids in the house and burn it so nobody else will say no. So what do you think I did? I prayed. <laughs> I said, Father, do you really want this house? <laughs> Honestly, you know? Do you really? And he's like so calm with you, you know? Are you a believer? <laughs> you know I'm a believer. I followed you here. Well, then believe. Oh, that's simple, huh? <laughs> okay. I said, tell him no. It's for children. That week, another larger mafia group came in and ran them out of town, the other group. And the new group knew nothing about the house. God gave us the rest of the money. We fixed it up. It became the seventh most beautiful building in a city of over a million people. <clears throat> and God gave it to orphans. When you find something that's right, you say no. It's like what your interpretation was in this service. This city. No, it does not belong to Satan. Amen. You find something that's right and you go, no, this is God's heart. It is absolutely God's heart to pour out his spirit in this place to transform our little city in, <clears throat> in the hopes that it will influence the entire nation. The testimony will go out all over the world if we hold fast and we press in as one man, one woman, and we pursue God in the way that he's now telling us to pursue him. And we say, we want to delight in the fear of the Lord. And what is delighting in the fear of the Lord? Jesus put it simply like this. I have no desire to do my own will, only the will of him that sent me. When we went to Ukraine, we asked our leaders 
And I shared this with the pastor yesterday. <clears throat> and these guys were people, they, their ministry was built on prophetic words and hearing from God. And so we thought because we were with them, they're going to give us the plan, what we got to do to go over there. And so we were just glad we're with them. We're relying on them. We're trusting they're going to hear from God. So I said, okay, what's the plan? And this guy just tells me one sentence. He says, just pray. God will show you. That's it. And literally, that was it. He never, they never gave other instruction than that. And when we got to Ukraine, the Lord said, so you're here? Yes. We had to drive through snowy mountains. There's nobody out there. You get stuck. You're frostbitten. It's over. And we get there finally to the city. You made it. He said, yeah. He said, who brought you? We said, you did. He said, okay. Then this is your instruction. I'm going to show you places to pray. And your job is find out what I say, go do it, come back, and I'll tell you the rest. And you keep doing that. And that's how we learned to do everything that we did. We just went to fields. We didn't know the language. We didn't know the culture. We weren't trained as missionaries. I wasn't trained as a pastor. I didn't know all the strategies. We didn't have a team. God made sure the people that sent us who had the finances that they left us too. He made sure there's no, nothing you can lean on. And he would keep asking me this. Are you a believer? I'm like, you're making it sound so easy. Who sent you here? You did. Well, then I'll provide. Yeah. You know, so you're doing it with trembling. Real true, you're like, you better, you better provide. We won't make it. And people want to take your life and they want to destroy what you're, and there's real spies and all this stuff that you never experienced in your wildest imagination you would end up in in your life. And I'll tell you the thing that brings you through at the end of the day. It brought us to dependence. I mean, like never before. And when we buried our only son at the beginning of the journey, the devil was like, see, what makes you think anything you heard from God was true? Is God good today? He's telling you to continue when you don't feel good when you feel like life is dark and terrible. And we pressed in and we said, God is good. I don't care what it feels like. I'm born again. I know it. You let us here. We know it. My wife and I just know. We're going to set our faces like a flint. We're not, we're not moving. So what ends up happening as you do this with God, all of a sudden, strong confidence comes up. 
And he shows us these orphans, and he's saying, if you leave, what's going to happen to them? And it's like, that's right. They're not going to die. They're going to live. We're going to teach them about Jesus. They're going to know the difference between the devil and his ways and and God in his ways. He's going to break the cycle of destruction in their lives. And that, we have a, a picture. I, I don't know if we, did we already show the picture? After picture? <clears throat> you saw the before? After. Family of orphans. Multiplying. <clears throat> now what ends up happening is, if Jesus doesn't come back, we pass away, and they turn into a nation, birthed in a nation, that will worship God. That's what happens as we individually trust God with the destinies for our life. But he's calling us as a church, I want you to go a little farther. I want you to press into this that Jesus discovered was his key to everything that he received from God. He delighted in the fear of the Lord. It was his bread every day. He went and sought the Father until he always had the Father's presence, until he couldn't go without it. And then he taught his disciples like this. This is how you do it, like me. I can't live without the Father's presence. You either. You can't live without the Father's presence. Get that in your heart so much that it's like you notice any moment, any second or minute of your life, oops, whoa, where'd you go? Wait a second, let me get back in agreement because I need your presence. And it's God himself in the book of, uh, I believe it's 2 Chronicles, says, seek my face and my presence continuously. He, He gives us the invitation to do it. And when he's there, the beauty of God, the glory of God comes, and you don't need anything else. You are fine. You're just concerned with others. And and God gives you provision for others. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. In his presence is all you need. Your complete satisfaction is found in him. The pursuit of anything else is just air. You'll never catch it. The pursuit of God is always rewarded. And our Father in this day is saying, church, let's go a little farther. These things that are in your heart, these desires, these things that you have for your family or for your friends or people that you want to get saved, for the church at large, for the glory of God, I desire to give them to you. I will give them to you. So in the book of Isaiah 33, verse 6, he says, there shall be stability in your times. Stability. You're not going to be moved. Everything else and everyone else can be moved, but you will not be moved. And the key to this treasure is the fear of the Lord. That's the key. That's the key. That's the key. That's what Jesus had. Do what Jesus did. Jesus did it. We do it. Is that 33.6? Stability in your times, an abundance of salvation, wisdom, knowledge, the reverend and worship of the Lord is your treasure and his. God delights. You want to draw God's gaze? Delight in what Jesus delights in. Jesus just delighted in whatever the Father said, 
and he says, um, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. That's all, that was his bread. He said, I have bread you guys don't even know about. I have the presence of God. I can go without food. I have him. Stability in our times. That's why I said this message is preparation so that when things happen again, we're not going to be moved. We're not going to panic. In fact, in, in the book of Psalms 112, it says they fear no bad news. They don't fear any bad news because they have the fear of God. If you fear God, you don't need to fear anybody or anything else. You got the fear of the Lord. You're doing his will. You're locked in. You're distinct. You're set apart. You're holy, set apart by God to do the things that he has created for us to do from before the foundation of the world. That's what you're called to do. And God will absolutely give you everything you need to do it. And your inadequacies are swallowed up in the finished work of Jesus Christ at the cross. He did the work. He finished it. He will begin our faith. He will finish our faith. What we do best is we believe. We believe in him. We focus on him. If you fall, get up. If you need help, ask for it. There are brothers and sisters right here in this church that will help you get up. Nobody needs to be left behind, and nobody should be. This is a new day. This is a day of hope. This is a day of fresh revelation, fresh bread from God. Our Father giving us the invitation. Let's go farther, church. It's in your heart. Why do you think it's in your heart? Do you think you just got this holy desire from your own goodness to want to go further, that there's more of me? Or was that me putting it in you? It was God putting that in us that's pulling. Yes, yes, we're, we agree. That's why you're, you know, you're sitting there silent right now, pondering, if this is true, then there's no limit to what God will do. <sighs> there will never be another poorly attended prayer meeting again. People will go, boy, prayer, I'm there. Oh, that's a new phrase. I just got that. <laughs> I don't get many of those, so I need to write that down. Prayer, I'm there. God answers prayer. God hears my prayers. He hears your prayers. And when we get together, whew, it goes exponential. That's what the fear of the Lord brings. That's why Jesus delighted in it. And that's why his disciples ask him, teach us to pray. If you just teach us that, we got because we know you found God in prayer. We want to find him too. And they did. They found him. Now, your pastors found God and found Jesus because this work is established. Somebody went before all of you. They went before you. I know to start this work, to even get to this place where this church is here and where you begin to have this heart for the world and heart for Las Cruces in a time when there's instability all around, it's because people like them launched out in the fear of the Lord because they believed God had said, 
This is my will. And they did it. And now this is happening. So now you, especially if you're younger, um, as believers are entering into somebody else's labors that went before you in order that in your watch, in your time, there may be a greater glory. You should say amen to that. Come on now, you got to be with me in this. We can talk back and forth, and, and I'm just about done. But this message is not done with me, I'll tell you that. I'll just tell you personally, there is, there is a rumbling happening in my spirit. It is like a holy, fresh fire and desire, a deep inner joy. Just, yes, oh, this is absolutely possible because this is your word. It's going to prepare your people. Oh, as we get prepared and are prepared, we won't be shaken. We're going to be the answers for this world. And we are the answers. We are the absolutes. We're the solid rocks that people need. We're the hope when, no, when there is no hope. We, we, our lives bring miracles when there is no other way. We bring miracles through Christ in us. So our Father is saying, let's go farther, church. I want you to go farther. I will give you the desires of your heart, those inner desires. I will gift them to you because I am good. God loves cheerful, generous givers, right? You read that, right? Some, okay, well, it's in the Bible. <laughs> Book of Corinthians, just uh, chapter 9, I believe. He loves cheerful, generous givers. One thing we know about God, he never asks us to be something he is not. If he loves cheerful, generous givers, God is a cheerful, generous giver. Oh, he gives. Love means I give. That's what it means. I give. God so loved the world, he gave. The best of the best, Jesus Christ. He gives. So at this time, in our, in our hour of need, as the world needs stability, God is saying, I'll give it to you. I won't give it to everybody else. I'll give it to you. There will be stability in your time. There will be abundance of salvation. I'll give you knowledge. I'll give you wisdom. When you don't know what to do, I'm going to show you what to do. You will be distinct because of what I do with you. Then people are going to ask you about the hope that's in you. You won't have to pass out tracts. People will be running to you. You will be the tract. A living one. Amen? All right. So... It's hard for me to close this message. I'm, I, I'll speak to you honestly and personally because there is so much more. But what I do believe is God is going to bring confirmations. Others are going to hear this, and you're going to hear it again. So once, you know, I just told you the one confirmation, um, this Revere group, Revere Worship 24-7, <clears throat> there's going to be more. When you hear, don't harden your heart. Be soft, tender, say, okay, yep, I'm getting this, and I'm pursuing it. Now, the first thing you can do is say, God, that's what I want. Ask. Those that ask, receive. Seek. Those that seek, find. Knock. Those that knock, it's going to be open to you. 
It's going to be open to you. You got to say, yes, it's going to be open to me. Open to me. Come on now. To me, yeah. It's going to be open to me. And when I ask, I'm going to receive. And when I seek, I'm going to find. Because I am set apart for God's purposes in the world, and he'll do it. Amen? Amen? We are believers, right? So we'll believe. Stand up with me. Now remember, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. The benefit of strong confidence in your prayer life is this. When you pray, you're confident you receive. It transforms prayer lives into fruitful fields. Ah, I'm walking in this delight in the fear of the Lord, and I have this confidence. And now when you pray, you you actually know God's going to answer that prayer. And when you pray for somebody else, somebody's going to be healed. Somebody's going to be delivered. Your destiny is going to be discovered because God delights to show it to you. Heavenly Father, our eyes are on you and they are on Jesus Christ, our Lord. All of us in this room, we just feel a solemn moment with you, holy. And we cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Let's do that one more time. Holy, holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Be glorified in your church. Be glorified through Jesus Christ. Father, give us the desires of our heart to seek you in your word. Reveal this message more and more. Send others to water it and bring the growth by your spirit in our hearts, in our souls, in our minds, in every part of our being. Bless our church. Bless the pastors. Let there be a blessing that there's no room to contain and people say God is with them. God dwells among them. So that by every means possible, in our day, the people of Las Cruces will get saved. The city will finally be transformed and your name exalted here and in New Mexico. Glorify your great name and then take the testimony nationwide. We thank you that with God, Nothing is impossible. We bless you today, and in the name of Jesus Christ, bless your people with peace, joy, and love. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Here, I felt like somebody wants to dedicate their life to a mission and you've been feeling that and something like the Holy Spirit said I'm going to sanctify someone today they're going to just feel the call of God and if you're feeling that 
come and let us pray for you. Someone else just feels like I've been kind of in and out, not really totally committed to Jesus. Today, I want to say I am following Jesus. We want to help you do that. So we're going to be up here for that or any other prayer need. The Lord bless you, keep you, pour His Holy Spirit on you this week. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. God bless you. Have a beautiful week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that God's Word has inspired you today in a way that will boost your faith greatly. We want to encourage you to visit our website at hftw.church and follow us on our social media. May God bless you richly.